You're listening to The Moment, an interview podcast series on life. We interview and capture conversations with creative minds, thought leaders, disruptors, and the people that are doing what they love while challenging the status quo. You can find the show notes on our website, themomenthq.com, and follow us on Instagram and Facebook. But for now, let's dive into The Moment. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Moment HQ podcast, Uncovering Your Life-Changing Moments. Today our guest is Dr. Aidan Doherty. He is a dentist who practices at About Smiles Dental in Sydney's North Shore and Eastern Suburbs. Having graduated from the University of Sydney with a Bachelor of Medical Science and a graduate degree in dentistry with honours, Aidan enjoys the challenges associated with rejuvenating aged, damaged and worn smiles. However, it wasn't all easy for him to get to where he is today. And what I loved about his life-changing moment was that it was something that many of us experience, juggling study and work to achieve his dream. So let's find out more. Good afternoon, Aidan. Good afternoon. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to have you. Thank so you. I guess for our listeners, I'm sure some of them resonate with the idea of working really hard towards a dream. And I was hoping you could just tell us some more about that time in your life. Sure, sure. Well, it might be a strange thing, but I kind of always wanted to be a dentist, even from back in the early days of school, even, to be honest, even primary school. And Mm -hmm. I always had that kind of end goal in sight where I'd always be working, you know, through my high school, through my, you say, HSC, um, into university to, with the, with the final aim of, of, but basically becoming a dentist. And I always kind of wanted to have a practice in the eastern suburbs near where I was born and and grew up so I could see my family and things like that and my friends. And, you know, it it, it was at a pretty tough time the last – I had seven, eight years of study there, going from high school into the the undergraduate degree – working a couple of part-time jobs through then, trying just obviously, you know, as a lot of people do, just trying to kind of survive and and, and get good marks as well. But I think the main thing for me was always having that end goal in sight. Mm -hmm. What would you say was like one of your biggest challenges at the time? Did you face a lot of stress? Yeah. Oh God. (laughs) Yes. Oh geez. Bring back, bring back bad memories. (laughs) So, um, God, the one hard thing, you know, in my early, I worked a lot during my undergraduate medical science days. I did, I had a handyman business. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I've told you that, but I had a handyman mm-hmm. business and I used to mow lawns. Uh, before I'd go to uni, I'd, I'd wake up at five o'clock and I'd be in people's backyards trimming trees and things like that. And then, you know, when I'd get home, I'd be back out working, I'd be fixing fences and painting things and, and just trying to make some money, you know. So it was hard balancing that with a life, with having, you know, uh, friends, family, you know, per- relationships, um, things like that. And then, you know, being in, as a dental student, you know, even just getting into dentistry, we had to do exams and interviews with the medical students and getting through those were, you know, I, I can remember I studied in my last year of medical science for six months. I studied with one of my good friends in the library every single day. Mm-hmm. And we'd have a, a there was a, a room, a study room. And what we'd do is you'll find it probably crazy for me to say, but <laughs> we'd, we'd maybe do it 50 times a day and we'd 
stand, one person would be outside the door, one person sitting at the table inside. We'd knock on the door, we'd walk in, introduce ourselves to the person, mm -hmm. sit down, and we'd do a mock interview. And I no word of a lie, we'd, um, my good friend and I did that maybe 50 times a day. Wow. For six months, we'd even do it on Saturday and Sunday. And the reason why we did it so over the top, over and over again, was we knew that they were going to ask us hard questions in our interviews mm -hmm. to get into medicine for him, uh, and he's a doctor, uh, he's a medical doctor, and to get into dentistry for me. So we would hit ourselves every day with these questions over and over, so it, it became such second nature. Mm. Um, things like that, you know, tr and, and I had exams and I was doing uni amongst doing all this sort of stuff as well. So I think, you know, having a good work life, uh, kind of um, study life balance at that stage was important for me. Mm, that's such a great initiative that you guys developed and it obviously worked out for you both. It, yeah, it was because I actually, I did interviews. It's, uh, I always, you know, after I went to undergraduate, did my undergraduate at Sydney University, I really wanted to do dentistry there as well. But then I started getting the notion, well, maybe I should do medicine. Mm -hmm. um, so I did interviews at Sydney also for medicine and for, and at Melbourne for medicine. And mm -hmm. I, I um, like, I'm honestly not trying to, I'm being humble. I got, I ended up because of these practicing interviews so much, I ended up getting offers to all of them. Amazing. But, but you know, at the end of the day, I had written up and you'll find this corny as well, probably I had written up at the de my desk where I used to study every day. I had written up on the, on the um, board in front of me. I had written up that I will get into dentistry, mm -hmm. you know, and I will um, get a distinction average for my last year of medical science. And, you know, just I think, honest to God, seeing that sort of thing every day for me reinforced it. I woke up, I looked up, I saw that, and I really made that my thing that I wanted to to achieve. And, and the same in dentistry, you know, uh, in my last year of study, so that was my seventh or eighth year, I can't remember now, where I was basically going to Westmead every day, getting up at five o'clock, getting a bus, get a, two buses, then getting a train to Westmead mm -hmm. um, and then coming home at night, at getting back at about 9 or 10 and then studying to midnight every night for, for, the, for a few years. I, I had on the board in front of me, I changed it to I will graduate with a distinction and get an award mm -hmm. and I will get a good job because for me, getting a good job in a good practice was was a big thing mm -hmm. because you, as, as I'm sure it applies to every other profession as well. You can get a job, but is it a really good job where you're fulfilled and you know you're making kind of a difference? Um, I think there's different places, and, and you might not get that at different places. Mm. It sounds like you had a real clarity around what you wanted to achieve and you were very committed to your vision and obviously it was something that was very true for you to do. I guess what I love about this story is that so often we do look at successful people and we think, oh, I want what they've got and we don't get to see the behind the scenes and what you've shared so far, like the amount of effort that you did and the things that you did on the side as well to help support you to get to your dream is really, I think, really nice for me to hear and I'm sure everyone else to hear as well. Because it does take effort. I think some people forget that you've also got to put in the effort. Oh God, yeah. Like I'm, and I'll be the first to say I'm not the smartest person in the room. Mm. I, you know, honestly, when I went through high school, you know, when I was in year ten and everything like that, uh, I can remember I was sitting doing, you know, some sort of intermediate sort of maths. 
you know, I wasn't doing any advanced maths and things like that or my, you know, I was a good student. I got decent marks, but was I the best? I definitely wasn't. But I, I, I remember in year 10, actually, um, they, they took they took me and another another guy and they said to us, um, you guys have, have come first and second in, in maths for your intermediate maths. You know, mm-hmm. this wasn't anything special. Yeah. And they go, you, you know, we, we kind of obliged to offer you a pass into the advanced class for the next two years for your HSC. They go, we don't recommend it though. Mm-hmm. They said, listen, you guys will do well, just do your intermediate and, and, and you know, that'll be fine. But what I did then is that's kind of when I started studying uh, a lot. So I basically said, listen, I want to be, I want to be, do the best I can possibly do. I don't want to try and coast or anything. So mm-hmm. I started studying and studying. I did the test. I got into the advanced class and I, and I did really well in the end, but God, I'm not the smartest person, you know, in the, in the room, but I'll, I'll say that I, it's all about your hard work mm. in the end of the, at the end of the day, it's, it's how much effort you put in. Mm. Do you feel like you had moments where you just wanted to throw in the towel and quit? Oh, jeez. <laughs> uh, how many were there? Plenty, I'm sure. <laughs> but, but um, oh, God, especially in that, that last year of study, oh, jeez. Like, like I was travelling to Westmead and I, I, at one point I became so exhausted, I just thought, I just literally don't think I can do this. Mm-hmm. And my family, who were obviously, like, super supportive, they were like, God, like, can we rent some room or some place for you to stay so you don't have to travel like six hours a day or something crazy? Wow. And and my ended up I ended up staying three or four days a week with my girlfriend's grandma out at out at Ashfield. Yeah. So I could you know, and I wouldn't see anyone for four days a week, but I was just hanging out with that's awesome my girlfriend's grandma I see I see her all the time now Mm -hmm. and she comes and sees me and um it's like obviously one of my patients here and we always have a laugh about it like you know six months of her cooking little meals for me and me getting (laughs) dropped to the Ashfield station so I can get the train to Westmead (laughs) that's so sweet I know do you feel that that then helped to lessen the stress load for you Oh, 100%, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you just have to – every everything you do, I think, you, you know, say from your HSC to your uh, undergraduate degree and these all these medical exams and your dentistry exams, everything steps up in stress and you just have to be able to mould and take a deep breath and say, listen, everyone else is under this stress too. Mm-hmm. We all just have to deal with it, you know. And it comes down to having good good support around you with family mm-hmm. and good support with friends, 100%. Um, if you don't have, you know, good friends, I don't, I don't think you can do it. Mm. Was mm. there anything else that you did for yourself to help alleviate the stressful times? Like were you into uh, fitness or anything like that or was it just mainly your support network? Yeah, I rode with Coogee Surf Club for – uh, 10 years and did doing surf boat rowing and I used to train you know during my undergraduate degree and then into my first year of dentistry I remember which was really tough I was we were training twice a day so we'd get up at five o'clock mm-hmm. 
and then we'd train as well at night at like eight or nine o'clock. So I loved doing that. But there came a point in in my later studies that like that was the time I was getting up to go to to uni in the morning. So I just couldn't do it anymore. Sure. But I, I tried to keep some gym work up and things like that, mm-hmm. um, which which I think is so important now. Which is what I I try and do like every day, just after work, go to the gym, de stress, mm. you know, so you can go home relaxed and you know. I think that's super important. I agree completely. It just takes you away from being focused on that other thing and it brings you back kind of to yourself and so you can rejuvenate and come back to it again. Yeah, and and just focus on yourself just for half an hour. Totally, yeah. How often do you get to do that? Yeah, exactly. It's so important. And what would you say to people that are going through a similar situation themselves, whether it's in work or maybe in study as well? Is there anything that you would impart as something really important to do? I'd say that you have to, and I've said, I just, I said it before, but I think it's so important. You know, I think you have to have that end goal in sight. Mm-hmm. I think that it's, um, I can't underestimate the importance of constantly focusing on where you want to go. And kind of like, you know, almost picturing yourself, right, this is where I want to be in six months, 12 months, couple of years. And then just continually, everything you do, just shaped around getting to that end point. And and obviously, if you're having those moments where you feel like you're going to give up, that you are able to reevaluate and and refocus again. Mm, Mm, Because I had had plenty of those. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, exactly. And I think as you go along the journey, sometimes it is stepping back, checking if you're still on the same path, what else needs to shift. And then, like you said, you know, recharting your course. 100%, yeah, because um, that's life and, you know, um, things change as you go. So you need to be able to adapt and um, move forward, basically. Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly right. I've got a couple of signature questions to finish off with. Sure. So tell me what moves you. I love spending time with my family, mm-hmm. uh, who I'm extremely close with. Mm-hmm. There's, there's, I've got a brother and two sisters, mm-hmm. and obviously, and my mum and dad. So I love spending time with them, relaxing. Um, you know, just going for dinner, and, and uh, it's always crazy because everyone's always shouting around and, <laughs> and joking, and there's always someone that's getting. You know, there's always old stories getting brought up about people and, and things like that. Um, and obviously, and spending time with my partner, Bianca, you know, I think those are the important things to me, really. On, from a work perspective, seeing people after I've done a lot of work and what kind of moves me is seeing their reaction. Yeah. Because the, the things that we do is, you know, I do a lot of general dentistry, but I also do a lot of, you know, reconstructive kind of um, cosmetic big changes where mm-hmm. people come in and uh, more more often than not they they haven't been to see someone in 20 years or they're petrified mm-hmm. so you know what what moves me is at the end of a treatment to see their reaction to see them smile and and to see that progression through treatment as well because every time they come in it gets a little bit better for them mm-hmm. and then by the end of it this they're, they're super comfortable in 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 themselves and in smiling and things like that oh that's so nice that must be such a wonderful experience as well to yeah. see oh, people yeah. smile yeah no it's it's crazy it's um yeah I, I i don't know there's not many other kind of 
places or professions, times you'd be able to see that because it's constant. It's like you're you're constantly working with the person, mm. um, and they get as they get more confident, they become so relaxed, and you become almost you know like friends with them by the end of it, sort of thing. Yeah, oh, yeah. that's lovely. And then tell me, if you weren't in your profession, what would you like to attempt? I always said that if I wasn't a dentist, I think I'd be like a builder mm-hmm. or something. Because I, I think fundamentally we do, in certain aspects, similar yeah. things. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, definitely. So, hand, so hands-on, we work with our hands. We like to construct things. We like to fix problems. We like to give solutions. Um, I'd probably have something to do with construction or something like that. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And what do you believe is your greatest asset? I'd probably say two things I'd say my partner she's probably my greatest asset Mm -hmm. because she's like the support structure Mm -hmm. her and my family Mm -hmm. and for me probably just my hard work because as I said I'm not the smartest person but just being persistent and never letting go and always just keeping going and going going that's that's kind of what what's got me uh, to being the dentist I think I am today so far Yeah, it's definitely evident through your story that that shines, you know, you've got a sense of determination about you and and a real love for what you do as well, which is really nice Mm. to see. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't, yeah, I could, that's why it makes, it's hard for me sometimes to think of what I would be doing otherwise, because yeah, I did, this is what I've, I've wanted so much, so that's why I can't really picture anything else. Yeah, oh, I, it makes me happy to hear that. It's really nice. You, I think, probably are inspiring a lot of other people that aren't maybe doing what they love and they would really like to do that, to go on that path and pursue sure. that. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'd tell them to absolutely just go for it and, and just work, you know, be the hardest worker in the room. Yeah, Fantastic. Well, that wraps up our time for today, but thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. Thank you so much for having me, and I uh, appreciate the phone call. Pleasure. Take care. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye.